this is Jeff Cooper, Classic Christian Rock Radio, and we're talking with Nancy Jo Mann from the rock band Barnabas. Hi, Nancy. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Jeff. How are you doing? Very well. Uh, I'm we'd excited. like to know. That's good. Yeah, I am too. <laughs> it's the first one I've done in a while. Um, what is your musical background? Um, my musical black background is that I came from two parents that were daddy was loved to sing and whistle, and my mother was a symphonically trained percussionist, all state and all regional. And so um, I got. All my percussion, which I started at a young age, I started piano at three, and then um, mom introduced me uh, into drums around fourth grade, and by fifth grade I was doing drums at school for you know because that was in our school systems at the time, and then I got involved in the drums and I became trained in the full symphonic, all percussion part of it. So as a you know I. I love to sing, but my brother Barry, he he was an opera singer. And so uh, no one expected that from me. They just knew that I played. So it was always a very deep, deep-seated um, secret that I wanted to sing, but I didn't really had no experience, so I just did small little bands. Well, yeah. Well, you could probably teach me a few things on the drums. They say a lot of uh, drummers are closet singers, so you just uh, proved it wrong that you actually are a singer, so that's a great thing. Um, what kind of music do you listen to? Well, um, I listen to classical. I, I listen to um, a lot of Celine. Um, of course, Cher. <laughs> I listen to a lot of the female singers because I practice with them. Because we all are different, and you have to learn how to. I don't try to sound like them; that would be absurd. But as long as you're practicing and you're carrying, you know, because I'm practicing now to get ready to record an EP. But that said, um, and I'm getting ready to sing a Christmas song, "A Holy Night." Here, so we're gonna have to be in the studio soon. And so I, I, I listen to those, and um, I do not have the access. Um, to the Christian radio uh, programs in our area because my small radio won't, uh, my CD player won't pick it up, a little, little you know, cheap one. Yeah, and, um, and then there's, um, you know, often times where, unfortunately, I can't listen to music or TV or anything just due to the sound. My brain needs a rest and eyes, my vision needs a rest and blackness and total silence is what I have to go to, so... Um, that's when I enjoy my classical, uh, letting the brain be at peace. And uh, other than that, I just I just rock it. Um, I'll even go to the, some of the country girls, you know, Tanya Tucker. You know, I love her. I love her because her vocal range and mine are so much the same, and her attitude and mine is so much the same. So I I listen to John. I practice Johnny Mathis, the Righteous Brothers. I practice to all kinds of things and. Um, I think that would surprise some people. I could hear you doing some Tanya Tucker, for sure. Oh, <laughs> Delta I, could Dawn. Put, <laughs> I could put that out pretty darn good. <clears throat> I'm sure you could. How did you get involved with Barnabas? I had moved out to um, Hermosa Beach. I thought I was moving out to marry my boyfriend of three years. And so my children and I loaded a bus, and we moved out, and my daddy shipped our boxes a week later, and we got out there, and I'd been a week, and the second week I was there, 
everybody was partying. And funny enough, it was in October, and they were showing um, Charlton Heston. Remember the the biblical thing in October out here, and we're in Hermosa Beach partying, right? And five months old in the Lord. I'm just five months old in the Lord, and just come through miraculous healings and everything from Him uh, from being burned so severely. And uh, that we'll talk about that later. But that said, um, I saw an ad. I went across the street to the liquor store. And I saw this trade, this trading trade type paper, and I just thought I'd like to just kind of see what California is about. And I, I thought if I could get with a band where I could do like you know Thursday, Friday, Saturday night gigs, then that would be my income, you know, to help support my children, along with being married to Jim. And so I see this ad, and it says all original Christian rock band looking for female lead singer experience preferred. Well, my experience was with as about a hard rock as I ever went. Of course, I did it all my own privately when nobody was ever around. I'd kick out all kinds, you know, from Kiss, to, you know, Frampton to all that back in those days. And, of course, women that were coming out. But at that time, um, um, I, I just, I'm sorry, I lost my thought, and that sometimes can happen. That's fine. You just tell me what, if you tell me what. Yeah, so will, you're getting involved with Barnabas, you answered yes, an ad? Yes, yeah. and I saw the ad, I apologize. Please forgive yeah. me, everyone. <clears throat> this is what a uh, brand new healing of the brain. That's right. God well, does, and uh, God. almost 19 years. Yes. So trying to come back and come back to what's kind of happening now. But I saw that ad on the second week, and I circled it till it fell out of the paper, and so I, the guys are partying, and I went into the bathroom, took the phone, and called Monty Cooley, and we talked, and he said, can we pick you up for church? And I'm like, sure. So they picked me up for church. We go up to John MacArthur's church in Van Nuys, grace to you. That's where everybody attended. And um, so uh, we went there, and we got back home. They brought me back home, Monty, Roxanne, and Gary. And they said, would you like to sing for us? And I said, Sure. So I put on Linda Ronstadt's album, and I sang along to a couple few of her songs on one of her albums I had. And they sat there on the couch with the mouth open, and they said, would you like to be our singer? And I said, sure, thinking we do weekend gigs, you know. And uh, this is before I'd ever heard them or anything, you know what I mean, truly. And uh, it, they just said, well, we're, you know, we're um, Christian rock. I went, well, rock on. And, you know, okay, um, I had no problem with it. I'd never heard of such a thing, but then neither had Monty and or Gary. So none of us knew anything about any Christian rock, whether it was, you know, I mean, I mean, rock, like what, I guess, our guys envisioned rock or played rock. And so, you know, of course, um, it just, we, we were just who we were. We copied nobody because if the creator lives in you, you should be able to create yourself without copying anybody from the world or secular music. If you can't create your own music, then I don't know, you need to talk about the creator, the great, my Jesus, the Holy Spirit that's in you. You need to pull on that. You know what I mean? And so I had no idea when I started practicing with Barnabas, it was going to be, man, this hard of rock and roll, and I never sang it. So um, we had had the original lineup for Barnabas was Monty, Gary, Joy, who had a beautiful voice. Um, but she didn't feel she was meant for rock, and she really wanted to be a stay-at-home mama. And I admire that. I admire it because I was a single mother 
with two children, but God had put me in a position now what I was clueless to, completely clueless as a five-month-old, brand-new baby Christian. And so um, we started practicing, and I had no microphone and for eight months. And so I had no microphone. And when you're up against Marshall Stacks and Gary's, Gary's face, you know, and he was just bringing in keyboards at the time, which he worked all the computer business on. And then we got uh, Roy, Rogelio. Roy um, felt that he could not keep up with the drumming as the rock as it started to get. So then I guess Monty did an ad and Chris and he spoke and he invited him up and he played and, and that was it. And, and you had the Barnabas that you know of. You so know, you he, never tried the drums yourself for the, for the band, eh? Oh, I'll tell you what. If we ever would have gotten some live gigs, you know, I would love to have had a Tom out front there gone to town because I would lit my my tom on fire because I twirl fire swords daggers and and I really love it I love that stuff and so fire on the on the on the tom doing you know drums just pounding along with Chris would have just rocked my socks oh that would have been something else <laughs> would have rocked my socks yeah yeah I can yeah. see that happening so if you started a band oh no no the other question here it is what was it like being in a Christian rock band compared to a secular band? I don't know how your experience with secular bands, if or so to speak, or bar bands. Uh, yeah. What was the first difference that you noticed? Oh, um, well, we weren't doing the drugs. We weren't drinking. Um, we prayed. We sought after our father what to do. You know, and the guys just, it just, their music abilities brought forth what they felt they were I mean, they were, we were rockers who became Christians. We were Christians who tried to become rockers. That was a difference. Even though my rock was more mellow, you know, um, eight months without a microphone with them, that is what called my lungs. Yeah, that, that got my pipes and my lungs to really be able to um, take on the harder sound. Um, and I think you I told me you, you practiced a lot. You had a, you had a lot of practice time which is rare i think i know a lot of bands uh it's getting together for practice it's pretty tough i think you told me before you you guys practiced a lot we practiced seven days a week wow. it was basically mandatory and once you're on your deathbed you better show up and practice that was just a understood uh verbal contract between us all but i as a mother with children if my children had something going to school that night you don't always need the singer there the guys can work on music so I was the one who was allowed out, <laughs> but I was also the one that kept the Barnabas house running. You know what I mean? So what are you going to do? <laughs> Bring your kids to practice. but <laughs> Oh, they lived. Let me tell you what. Yeah. My children, they, they lived in the studio. They lived every night in our home. We practiced, you know. They were they're so sick of Barnabas. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think yeah. they want to inherit any copies of anything I have. So I don't know who to pass all my stuff on to. Yeah. I really don't. <laughs> no, no. If you started a band today, what would you do differently than you did before? Um, you mean like as if I were in yeah, Barnabas? If, if you were, uh, say you just uh, decided today you were going to start a band, uh, not necessarily that you were in a band before, just pretend you are starting a band today. Is there anything you would do different that you that you did before that you would change or do differently? Um. I would have to say 
no to that because I did not know the music industry. And the music industry is a very um, different industry. Not always. As a Christian, I was so young and so naive. I truly thought Christians didn't lie. I didn't. I just didn't. And they shouldn't. And, you know, and so you start learning the music industry and you start seeing, you start seeing what really is there. And, um, that's why when young people come up to me afterwards, they go, I just, I want to be like you, you know, I want people to sing and et cetera. And I'm kind of like, okay, let me ask you a few questions because <laughs> are you willing to give up? If you really truly want to be a, a recording band, international star, if that's what you want, because I'm not that, but if that's what you want, are you willing to give up everything, everything? Are you willing to give up and live on pancakes and rice dishes are you willing to put, because everything has to go towards, you know, musical equipment. You know, are you willing to let your friends go, leave home, and go somewhere that you know nobody or may know just a couple, few? And they all look at me like, no. <laughs> and I'm like, well, see, yeah. then you really don't want to do what I do because all of us, there's a many nights a week. There's pancakes and dishes served. Trust me. So they want to know where the, the, uh, the big spread of food is and when does the limo pick me up right yeah there was none of that <clears throat> no Not part of it <laughs> no. Not part of it yeah yeah um what would what advice then would you tell your younger self if you could tell yourself something that you like the old rod stewart song if i knew what i knew now before or whatever it is what would you tell yourself oh wow i i would I would have to probably say, um, because I'm so young in the Lord. I mean, that is so hard to be thrown into, you know, what we were thrown into. And I, and, uh, it, it would just have to be, I guess, um, as a, ba as, as such a baby Christian. I mean, I, the advice to myself would be hold on to that. You know, you're the great I am miraculously healed you of third degree burns. I mean, the great I am, he loves you. He's changed you. He changed your mouth. He ch Right literally on, literally on that hospital bed. Changed my mouth. Changed the desires of my heart. Changed everything. And my family watched me go from where I was at to where I became after being uh, born again in that hospital room on a deathbed, on a near-fatal motorcycle wreck deathbed. And, um, when he, he had me cornered. He had me cornered. So he did such, I mean, people go, you know, I didn't have any experiences or stuff. Well, my God knew that I had become so hardened, you know, due to the abortion. And, of course, women exploded by abortion, which I later found during we, or during Barnabas. But that's that I become so hardened that I could not hear. So he had me isolated in a four-bed ward, which they isolated off for the burns. And um, I truly had... Unbelievable. In fact, when I asked Christ into my heart, my body literally, you might as well put those shockers on because I was not able to move my own body, but my body literally came up oh, off the bed, just like you see people get saved. My eyes used to be brown, dark, dark brown. Next morning, the doctor came in and they, they were looking at me and I said, what's the matter? He said, your eyes. I said, what's the matter with my eyes? Because, I mean, I didn't have a helmet. 
didn't have a helmet on, and I'm thinking, all right, are my whites, my eyes bleeding? I mean, I couldn't move. I couldn't go. So, and he said, no, Nancy Joe, they're not brown anymore. And I said, what's the matter with them? I mean, am I bleeding? Are, are my eyes bleeding? Because, you know, he said, no, your eyes are gold like a, like a cat. As gold as a cat, and they still they have remained that way the rest of my life. Literally, my conversion bed. And so he let me know when they came in to debris me. Um, these are things uh, you say. What would I do different? Well, these are the things I held on to, Jeff, because it's all I knew. And my Bible, and I ate it and soaked it up like a sponge. And you know, it's just when when God does something so powerful for you for one individual and each of us have our own walk with him a one-to-one and if you don't have one i encourage you to ask christ into your life because you're going to be the same and as said um the the burns like example the burns i had on my body i never wanted anybody to ever suffer what was described as the, the fire that my body was so on fire with from 37% of my body being burned so much that I begged God, please let me witness everywhere I can use wherever you can, because I do not want anybody to ever feel this kind of fire burning. Never, never. And so when you say what would I tell my younger self now, I would say, Nancy Joe, go back to your roots tight girl because a ride you never know ride might happen that's why it tells us to be prepared in and out of season so i don't know that i, I don't know quite if that's the good answer or not that's very good <laughs> so i think you touched a bit on it were you supported by a church or organization as barnabas or were you kind of just on your own no we were pretty we were pretty much on our own um we did attend churches they wanted us in there and it's so weird because we keep saying, Chris will say it, and if the other two would come forward, they would say it too. People wanted us bad, but didn't know what to do with us. And we were just Christians. We didn't dress bizarre when we went out. I mean, in everyday life, the guys worked jobs, time jobs the whole time. And, um, you know, it just, um, <laughs> it was just that way. Yeah. Did you find that? a church or a group would book you and then they try to tell you what they wanted you to do that might be different than what you do like they knew you were a rock band but they gave you some limitations did they try to do that oh um we went i can say there's at least 10 to 12 barnabas did less than 50 concerts and um about 10 those (laughs) and we never toured with anybody and stuff but um we would get booked, be pulled out of state. We travel there, set up. We go in, and I'd introduce myself. The guys introduce themselves. Everybody, be, you know, loading up the stage, and we had some roadies traveled with us and sound crews and stuff. At a certain point, we finally got that. You merged to it. You finally get that, you know. And um, we were told once they saw us in our stage clothes, that's it. You're not playing here. Period. And. And so it was like, excuse me, we, we came in, we visited, and you had no problem with us. And now, because we put on sta- you know, our stage clothes of what we wear, 
you now won't have us. And we would be no different. And they, we were just asked, please tear down. And I said, okay. Well, I appreciate, unfortunately, the fact that you want us to do that. But now go ahead and pay me because we contract. But I will say this. We did have one church, and that's when we made the move from Des Moines, Iowa to Edmond. It was the Metro Church, and they did want to cover us. Sat kind of under there for almost, uh, you know, for, for a few years. Yeah, so almost their house band probably, eh? And that was at West. They had to record, you know, unfortunately we were breaking up. The breakup started coming. And I I had no idea that breakup was coming until the guys called a band meeting, and the three of them had already met unbeknownst to me. And I go in, and we're in Chris's apartment, and they announced to me that the band's breaking up, and I just collapsed to the literally collapsed to the floor and eat and cried and cried for a couple hours and said, how now, now when we finally are just accepted, now after everything, all these years of everything, the crap and the heartache and the crucifying and everything we took from everybody, and we stood up and we defied the industry, not because we wanted to, but because we saw this isn't, this isn't right. And um, so we just stood up to them. They wanted us to compromise. They wanted we just compromise our lyrics and make them less, you know, out there like they were, like Chris Extraordinaire. Oh, yes. And if we change our clothing, they could book us everywhere. Well, that's why the song Never Felt Better. You'll hear there it says Fame. Well, Fame was a group out of Tulsa Management. They wanted us, and they were the ones who said, you know, uh, to us, if you'll just, you know, as well to the record company, if you'll just water down your lyrics a bit and change your clothing, we can book you everywhere. And we refused to. We said, absolutely not. Absolutely not. You're going to get, you're going to get what you, it's coming. And then it missed, then that stirs up, I guess, a little bit more rebelliousness in you to buy that industry and go forward and fight through it. Until it really did take its toll on us. It did. And I think had light given us a little bit of a time for a break, we would have maybe never broken up. Right. So you, you just was, came to a head and the band broke up because it just wasn't, you weren't being supported like you could have been. And well, we, we were never. And, and the record company wasn't doing what they said they would do. And we were exhausted. We were broke. You know, I had kids that were in, you know, finally in junior high and high school now, and the guys were wore out. They were tired of putting out. We were tired of the rejections, you know, and it, and it was kind of like somebody said, you know, you were the doormat for all the rockers to come through our. I feel honored that we I, we were the doormat. I have uh, no problem yeah, with that. And I hope they, I hope they listen to this and, and understand where, what they owe you a lot. The bands today, the Christian bands, and, and they just owe a lot, so much to the, the pioneers, we'll call you. But, you know, you trailblazed and you opened the doors, like you said, for sure. And I don't think they get near that treatment now, you know, uh, right. for whatever reason. So, yeah. That's sad. <clears throat> yeah. I did yeah. not know that. Well, I'm, I'm not even sure... I'm not as familiar with a lot of the current bands, but I think there's quite a few that are crossed over, as you call it, in their like, uh, the secular world, and uh, for whatever reason are accepted and getting much more support than uh, you people did, which I don't well, understand, yeah. you know? Yeah, we could have crossed over secular, bro. I mean, for real. You know, we, we could have crossed over, but they were afraid because of our lyrics. And it's like the world's going to accept our lyrics better. We're not for the church. 
We never were. We didn't even want to play for them. And CCM, forget that. You know what I mean? Uh, they reviewed us one way, and then after we kind of made it, so to speak, or were accepted, and which knew nothing of anything we did until the Internet. Barnabas knew nothing of what we did. And, you know, of course I have, you know, the, you know, uh, is it Rick Krizel, 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 founder of White Cross, you know, ex, you know, uh, Michael Bloodgood, Michael opened up for us and see up there. Yeah, and, uh, Rex, Rex Carroll you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, Rex Michael Carroll. Bloodgood, yeah. yes, yep. And, and, and they all wrote, and when they wrote for their, to friend, this wrote, if it wasn't for Barnabas, we could never be doing what we were doing, what we're doing now, you know, what we got to do. And right, Rick Kurzweil. Am I saying his right name right? I, I'm so sorry, Rick. From uh, Rick founded, uh, from from um, from White yeah, Cross. Who founded White Cross? Yeah, yeah. What, yeah Rick's Rick, Carroll. Yep. No, no, Rex Carroll did oh, not. Oh, that's Rex Carroll and Rick. Rick. Okay, you got Krizel. you got me there too. I think they're right. Krizel. I think you're right. That's close Krizel enough. As well, <laughs> but anyway, that brother. I'll tell you what this Rick did. Um, he wrote me a text, uh, you know, on my Facebook page, and it was at a most disparaging time when nobody knew, you know, no, nobody quite knows how I live. I, you know, I lived in a pretty much a blacked out house. I mean, I do endure light, but then I pay a price and, and my sights, you know, changing and failing more. And um, that said, it's one night I was in such a despairing place. This was in, Mar I think it was March of 2015. And um, my son, who I call my son Johnny, um, he came up and he says, Mom, he says, some guy has written here on your page. Look what he's written to you. And Rick wrote me. He said, um, Nancy Joe Mann from Rick Rizzo, I saw you all in concert in Oklahoma City in 1986. I was 19 years old. And he said, um, I love your vocals, and I loved your testimony. But because of your testimony, I decided to make my walk with Jesus even stronger, and I decided, because we were getting into music, that I was going to play for him. That's what Barnabas, I love Barnabas. Thank you. Thank you for what you did. Thank you for standing strong. Thank you for your testimony. Thank you. And he had no idea. 35 years later, this man writes me, on a night when I would never have done it, but the despair was so deep and great. Because when you have to lay in blackness with no sound and everything for weeks on end, um, you know, um, he, he had no idea that suicide would not leave my mind. Just take my own life, just let me come home. Father, just, please, I can't keep doing this by myself. You know, this is getting so hard. And I got that message from him. You have no idea what that message did for my life. God's timing, right? Perfect. Perfect and timing. And Rick, Rick doesn't even know this. Oh, my. I've not been able to message and talk with him yet. Yeah, well, he'll find out. That's that's beautiful. Yeah. Rick, Rick is the one <clears throat> who that night was able to bring me out of a place of despair. Terrific, yeah. To think that. A 19-year-old who mm -hmm. became White Cross, he goes, because of you, we traveled the, the country and the world. Yeah. And um, and Barnabas never, ever got to see all that stuff. We just hear no. about all the you other You hear about it later. Happened. Yeah. And you'll know when we're when we're in heaven, you'll really know. There'll be a whole group of Barnabas fans standing around thanking you. 
you know? Well, uh, I don't know, but I just... Oh, yes. <laughs> it wasn't really till the internet, mm, and then yes. I cannot yeah. think, um, you know, what's happening now. Yeah. Are you surprised by what's happening now? I, I think you were talking before about having no idea who you have touched until internet, Facebook, and now this demand for your albums. Yes. Um, I, it's, it is truly... And I think a lot of Christians want to talk a lot of Christianese, and I don't have time for that because I'm just, I'm too real and blunt. I'm, I'm really, I'm out, I am an outspoken woman. I'm a strong woman because I've survived way too many things. Because my father, the great I am, brings me back. And my Jesus who heals me. But I tell you, um, what did I, what, what was it just saying? I apologize. Basically, yeah, no, uh, the, there's a, a sudden, Awareness, reawareness of resurgence of, of Barnabas and other bands as well. Like it's, that's what oh, our yeah. station's all about: trying to keep the music alive. We say, and bring it back out. And there's people discovering it that never even knew it was there back then. I and know it. It's terrific. And they didn't realize that we ministered. You yes. know what? It would be a cold day in hell before I ever was on a stage if I ever sang again. That they would not hear something about. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I'm sorry. That's what I was called to do. We all are called to do that. I, you may get some entertainment from what we're doing, but bottom line is, is you know, what are you going to get out of it? We walk away with, and and I think we we laid it out there because Resban even said they came for a concert in Palatine, Illinois, because we of all that far apart. I've been there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've been yeah. there. And we were month of wreaked havoc on the poor people, but God them. We couldn't obey their rules. There were so many. Anyway, because we were just talking to everybody and we didn't know we weren't allowed to. But that said, you know, especially women and men, and um, you know what I mean? I didn't know that was bad, but it was there. But I love Glenn and Wendy, and Wendy and I had a blast while we stayed there almost, you know, a month at Japuza to get our house. And, um, you know, it's, they came to see us and, you know, Rez was really the band at the time that was the rock band. And we just came out, right. We came out behind them one album. Or so behind them, about an album and a half behind them, if you will. And, um, they wrote in their cornerstone magazine in an entire page or two on us. And they said, we went to see Barnabas <laughs> and we thought we rocked. We thought. We had a heavy message about Jesus. We thought that we were, you know, basically the cat's meow. And, and did they put us to shame? We realized, wow, this band has something special, and they are all the way for the Lord. We're not for the church. We are for those who are not, you know, in church, for the unsaved, for unlovables that people call them today, the unlovables, you know. The tatters, the piercers, and everybody. I, I love And I'll tell you what, in living with the finances, having had the brain injury, you know, my finances are lower. But so I've had to live in, you know, housing projects. And basically, I, I lived in like urban warfare places. <laughs> you know yes. I mean? Yeah. Like God always had me protected. And I was always getting to share Jesus and get to minister to more women than you know about their abortions and, and lead Christ and let them find forgiveness and healing and so no matter where we're at we're to be content 
And the thing is, is that I'm content. You know what I mean? And I get, well, it's because our 40th year anniversary, yes. too. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's the uh, sort of they go to, it's 40 years since the first album, I believe. That's a generation. Can you believe Unbelievable. that? Unbelievable. And to think, I was only 20. <laughs> when, Scary. You know, I remember buying my first uh, Barnabas album at, uh, Toonsmith had a, a warehouse here, I think, because I'm living in Vancouver. And that's where Toonsmith, I guess, Absolutely. in Canada. And they had uh, Barnabas and uh, Rex, what do you Servant. Call him? Servant and um, Andy McCarroll and Quick Flight. And, yes, uh, all Quick those Flight. groups. Yep. Was, so, An- did it, did it, was Anthem with them for a short time? I can't Anthem remember. Anthem as well. Yep. I, had yes. that. I used to have that album. Anything that was Toonsmith, in fact, I bought it. I didn't even listen to it for I just, Toonsmith, I'll buy it because the first one was Barnabas. <laughs> I'm not kidding you, and I bought it for the cover. <laughs> is it? Do you it know just that cover so cool. is what I think sold in one weekend or one weekend on a, from a Friday night, Saturday, and by Sunday the bin was emptied of the, I don't know how many they had in the rack, and they were just, but in one weekend it sold over sixteen thousand copies. Not that sounds so great to probably some big it's bands. Good to you though. <laughs> yeah. But when they looked at the cover, it was like seriously, these people are Christians, and our names weren't on it. That was by mistake. But so nobody had a clue who we were. Who is this? <laughs> who is this? Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> they found out soon enough. They sure huh? did. They sure did. So. <laughs> You were saying, I think, did you you tour? You toured with some other bands, or or was that? No, we never did. You never tour. did, no. But you came across other bands like Jesus People USA. You had uh, Res Band and a few uh, groups. Oh yeah, we there. were around a lot of bands. We used to go to Keith Green's house to Bible study, and that's where I met Wendy. You know, and so uh, that, you know, we were around a lot of musicians and stuff. We had them in our home, and just to give them home cooked meals. You know what I'm talking about. And that kind of stuff, and but we never toured with anybody. We did have a tour where all the guys quit their jobs, and we'd be out on the road for a long time. And the, and we were preparing for that. I had my children's school all taken care of. They'd go out with us, you know, majority of the time be tutored, and then sometimes they would be home so they could be around their friends and do their things. But that said, um, we got a phone call the night before. And they canceled the entire tour. And we were sick. And all the men had to go ask for their jobs back. Wow. How humiliating. Humbling. Wow. That's humiliating. Humiliating to ask for your job back when you just got through telling your bosses, I'm getting ready to finally go out on tour. Or, you know, our third album is getting us out on tour. And uh, the night before. And we, months in preparation for it. And, uh. You know, like I said, we rehearse seven days a week. Um, uh, there might be an occasional Sunday off, but not re- not really because we all live together as a rule. And so the practice was always going on. Somebody was always practicing, and we always practiced as a group. But we were so tight as a band that, you know, when we went in to record, it did take a lot of overdubs for mistakes. You know what I mean? The guys were tight. And um, so anyway, yeah, just we never did get to tour. And that I tell you that that did a break in us. I know it when 
because we were going to be out and we were going to get to tour with a few different bands along the way. We'd be picking up, you know what I mean? Uh, all well known, all, all known bands. And um, I think that that was the beginning of the break uh, down of Barnabas when that happened because it broke our hearts. It crushed us because we had prepared and the guys, like I said, left their jobs and had to go back the next day, next few days and ask for their jobs back and they all got them back. And um, I think that could have very well been a breaking of what the beginning of the breakdown of Barnabas was because it was like we were totally rejected by yeah. the entire nation at that point. That'd be hard to recover from. It would, you know, it's a, a pretty big letdown for sure. Um, <clears throat> good question here, I think. Anyway, do you like recording or playing live better or both? I mean, just, you've done some live in the studio, I think. Do you like performing out or do you like this, the recording process? I, I love the recording process and I love having those cans on your ears while you're singing because you can sound so awesome. I know. It's like you're in heaven. It's like it's me and this. I got my headphones on now and I just talk in the mic and I go, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, it is like, but, I, but, you, but you have that. You, know, you have the music playing and you're, you're singing with that. That is so awesome. But performing live, that that's, was where I, I love that. I just because I, I guess I started so young, you know, from dance recitals, piano recitals to, you know, percussion. You know, I'd open up, we'd open my girlfriend would play piano. I'd play the marimba, double sticks in each hand, opening from seventh grade up. All the, you know, activities where parents come and families come to concerts, what have you, and I'd be opening for them. And so I just, and I sat most of my days out in the hallway at school. So I'd entertain all the doors that were open, man. I'd just be entertaining. <laughs> and so I was kind of the cut up and the clown. Yeah. Nice, but never rude. I was never that kind. Mine was just in fun, you know. Of course. So. <laughs> well, every class needs one of those. They do. <laughs> clown. And I'm still remembered for it. That's good. Well, <laughs> it comes across now. Uh, what's your, what's your um, favorite song to sing? My heart is totally in the trilogy, mm -hmm. the dream, breathless wonderment, without doubt. I agree. I love it. I can tell. Without doubt. It's, my, tell. it's yeah. my heart. I gave my heart to it. I gave my heart to every single song because I can't sing a song I can't feel in my heart. But not to take away from the other songs, but trilogy to me was a masterpiece. It, it is. <laughs> and it comes through. I totally agree. I was hoping you would say that too, so... Um, why they break it up on the on like YouTube and stuff? I don't. We understand. don't. We play the whole thing. I go. Well, I'm gonna put on this trilogy, and I'm going to be back, and I'll go get myself a drink and come back. So we play the whole thing on our station. It's well, thank uh, you. Amazing. Thank you very much. Amazing. We don't have any uh, commercial breaks to get to, so we don't worry about that kind of thing. So we can play as long as we want. So there's no uh, nobody telling us we can't. So we play it. My old station way back then would have said, that's a way too long to play that long song. We can't get enough commercials in there. So we, we're so glad for Mr. Bill that we don't have to worry about those those kind of things. Good. So, well, that's a great, great song. What What is your least favorite? What song, maybe not a song you don't like to sing, but what one, I guess, would be most challenging? Or 
No, not so challenging. It's just, um, I think, as a woman to sing the lyrics to uh, Boogie Time. Yeah, that's was, a tough one. And it's out of your, it's sort of out of the comfort zone a bit, isn't it? Like, it's not typical well, Mick, of the rest of the Mick album. really liked funk. You know, Mick, uh, who's, who was on our second album, really liked funk. And um, Boogie Time, every, and a lot of people love it and like it. Or, I mean, uh, is that, yeah, Road to Hell is Soft and Pink. To have to sing that as a woman. Which is, you know, kind of like, yeah, you know what, guys, I'm here to tell you what it is. Okay, Proverbs talks about it, you know. And here I am, a female singing it. Chris, couldn't have, like, put a different lyric, maybe? No, but it's hot. And everybody, but it got Can you believe Christians thought we were talking about bubble gum? I know. Jeez. <laughs> Barnabas? <laughs> Barnabas? We have bitch and whore and yep. everything in I our know, lyrics. I know. Yep. Double cross, demon powder queen. She's a bitch in the gutter, master of kings. I mean, we didn't hold back. We didn't try to because, like I said, we weren't for the church. We were for those outside of there. And, and for the kids that would like rock and roll. Well, that's you know? right. Exactly. I mean, I used to work when way back. I worked in group homes at detention centers, and I would play your music, Resban and you guys, and, and they loved it. And Philadelphia, any as hardcore as I could play, I would play them because they weren't going to listen to Amy Grant. No. Or B.J. Thomas. No. Sorry. Much as I liked it, they weren't going to. And I liked this as well, so I would play them in my car and I took them to coffee houses and things. And uh, these were really hardcore kids. And they loved it. And yeah. I, I hope it uh, paid off in the long run. And I'm sure it did. I mean, his word does not return to his void, right? Thank you. I was just going to say you that, know, too. We'll never know. Sometimes we'll never know for a long time, like you're saying. Years later, we'll find out, which is great. And I could say, yes, his word does not return void. I just have to thank Jeff, not to interrupt, but I not just have to think that we did something right. You did. Even though mm -hmm. we took as much as we did for not being right. Trust me, but you did. You did something right for you our really father. You really did. Honest, honest to goodness, you guys did. And we can't thank you enough. That's why we want to play your music on the radio. That's why we want it out there. We know there's still lots of heavy metal heads. And, and the kids today, they like the heavy metal. They're not all into yeah. it. They're not all into Is the rap and stuff, you know? Is that what you would call us, Jeff? Not heavy necessarily metal? heavy metal, you, but the hard rock. I would call you hard rock yeah. and blues. There's a yeah, hard rock blues. and progressive metal. There's no and progressive progressive rock is even a more of a term I would use because you know not only the length of songs, but I mean it's just the jams are great. And and I was listening. I think he put on YouTube the other day a couple of cuts from the the remaster, and I was just blown out of my head. With the, Did you like the I sound of it? I loved it. The drums come right, oh, right in my face. And the guitar, I could hear guitar riffs I hadn't heard before. And um, and I will, kudos to Rob, because um, it, Chris, wrote, Chris wrote this. I couldn't believe it. And he said, and Nancy's vocals are finally, they pulled her vocals up, and she's finally heard for the first exactly. time. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right there, and nothing was muffled behind. Nothing was muddy. Nothing was. I don't know. Whatever they did, they did it right. You know. Yeah. I, I'm so I'm so pleased and tickled in my heart, and I just think that um, these will go on no different than Barnabas has done for the last you know 40 years. 
Um, I really believe that Matt has worked hard. You know, each 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 CD is going to have a 12, 12 page insert. I shipped off the main picture off my wall, which is the picture off the field of fire, the black and white one, so we can make eight by tens. It's in color. I have it in color. Virtually nobody in the world's seen it. There's probably been 20 people. Oh wow! <laughs> so it's going to be good. <laughs> and they're going to do it, I think, in black and white. Yeah, yeah. To be autographed and stuff. And the T-shirts they made are really cool too. I must have that. Well, we already put our pre-order in, so I can guarantee you we'll be replacing our our Barnabas tracks with the new ones. As we de- well, generally, generally we do that, we get them improved remasters. We'll quickly replace them because we want it to sound as good as possible. And those these sound just amazing. Just, uh, just, I just, you know, I don't even know what to think of it. I, I'm trying to take it all in. Yeah. It's been so much fast work. I know. To do, go and do, to do, and put together and do this. But and, they're good at it. It seems like they've, they've, I looked on the site and they've got a lot of things happening at, all at once, it seems. But they must have people, a lot of people doing it. Hmm? At what site? Uh, it's on, is it Boone, uh, what do you call it? Boone? Oh, Boone, yeah, yeah the Boone. On their, on their um, sales site there, they've got other things happening as well, so it's great. Oh, yes. What they can oh, do. Oh, yes. So a few that I had no idea they were bringing out some remasters of, so good place yeah. to go and look. So when um, the re-releases are we all five albums before Christmas... Yes, um, what, what he's doing mm-hmm. is he's he's already set the dates and they are on the internet everywhere. November fourteenth will be the worldwide releases of our first three albums: uh, "Hear the Light," "Find Your Heart," "A Home," and "Approaching Light Speed." And then on December twelfth will be the world release worldwide releases of uh, "Feel the Fire" and "Little Foxes." Oh wow, terrific! And getting yes. them all, getting them all. It's better than Pokemon. Getting them all. <laughs> You're fun. Oh, that's good. No, this is going to be tremendous. Just cannot wait. Um, terrific. So you were talking possibly of an EP, solo EP. Is there anything you can tell us about that without spilling too much? Like you can um, tell us what you want a, us to know. Okay. Um, right now, there are several brothers from bands that you all know and you play, Jeff. And I, I, I did. We did share together, and you know, you know who the lineup is, and people will be, I think, shocked. I mean, I, I'm, I'm a little bit shocked, surprised at whom wanted to actually do this, and so um, until who I call Chief, <laughs> until when Chief wants to, that's what I call me, Chief. You know, until he wants to make the announcement. I can't say anything, but it's yeah. going to blow people's minds. We can promise them that. We, it's all we can tell them is you are going to like this. This is going yeah. to be good. <laughs> yeah. And I, I'm so – it was started out as being just a ba- trying to get a band to go ahead and back me and let me go solo. And then as these guys realized what it is we were tra- going to do and the idea, people started going, I want to be a part of it. I want to be a part of this. I want to be a part of this. So decisions had to be made carefully of who, and I'll tell you, there are musicians from all different genres, and we're all being put together to create this four EP that I think. Wow. <laughs> I, I, it'll be interesting because I said, how could we not be so totally different when you have death metalers, thrashers, you have just you know rock and rollers. And, you know, metal rockers, I mean... And boogie timers. <laughs> yeah, boogie timers. You're going to put all of us together, yeah. 
and I'm lead vocals. And so it's like, okay, <laughs> you know, sounds good to me. Good. And so we decided instead of having it just be my name, that we'd go with yeah. a group name. Good. And good. I prefer that because mm-hmm. I do not need no. any special attention or I don't need but my we'll name. We'll know. We'll know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank Put you. Put the little sticker on with all your names so we can, yeah. No, we'll know. We'll definitely know. So, <laughs> it's uh, just all, all new. So, yeah, I'm getting ready to record Old Holy Night. I'm going to do it by um, really uh, along the version of uh, Rob Halford's of the Winter Songs. And now I understand the band is going to back that up, which is brand new because it was worked out a whole different other way. Now I'm like, I'm, I feel like I'm dangling in the air like, really? Really, guys? Okay. So it, I'm looking, I can't wait. And so this will be on Rottweiler's on, um, this will be on uh, Sean Brownie's Rottweiler Christmas album. That he has that I'll be doing a holy night on, and that's a free download uh, for people just to enjoy Christmas. You know, music it's on the heavier rock scene. Good, just in time uh, for oh, our God, Christmas programming. We all have some, and we always are stretching to find some good rock. So here we go. We got one more. That's terrific. Yeah, and then a four EP. And I I was asked today just on the net. You know, Nance Joe. You know, have you need to go to this guy and record a solo album? And I said. <laughs> I don't know if there's really a, a demand out there for me to go solo at this point, you know. But uh, Rex Carroll would like to produce me, you know. Phil, Phil Gaines, Phil Gaines would like to play with me, and so it's kind of like um, okay. And so, you know, I don't really know. I, I I think what I'm doing is just going, okay, Father, let's see how Oh Holy Night goes. This how this 4EP goes, and then we'll see if we're gonna go solo. You know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, use wisdom. That's right. <laughs> That'll be yeah. terrific. Oh, that's so good. That's good to know. Yeah. Okay, well, that's all the questions I have. Is there anything else you'd like to say in summing everything up? We're just so excited to have you, and uh, this will be great. Um, looking forward to the albums coming out, and uh, best of uh, God's blessings on it all, and we know um, it's going to be used mightily for sure. Is there anything else you'd like to say before we go? Thank you for um, talking to me. Thank you for your questions. And I just want to thank all your listeners to, um, who still who know of Barnabas or who might learn Barnabas now that maybe you might be interested in what really the scandal. I mean, we were the scandal of, of, of the whole CCM music Christian industry when we began. Even though Petra and Sweet Comfort and Rez were already out there, we were the scandal. Scandals are sometimes fun, and I, think, I guess. I think somehow the Christians seem to think they need them, you know? I don't know. I don't know. They're looking for something to bat around and complain about or uh, criticize. I don't know. I hope not. I just, I know I just saw Swagger uh, like two weeks ago on YouTube, and it's Jimmy Swagger against Barnabas and Striper. I'm listening to this entire, uh, like, football stadium full-size place, and he's talking about how devil we are, every, the music is and everything. I'm sitting there listening to this, and he takes our lyrics out of context. Yes. You can't do that. He even misquoted lyrics. He, yeah, he even was using the r- lyrics from a different song. I almost uh, I thought, well, if this was live, I'd have phoned him up and said, you're, you're quoting the wrong band there. You've got it wrong. Well, but he did use Never Felt Better. Yes, he did. And yes, he yeah. did. 
and I think he used one <laughs> I don't of Striper's know who the other as well. Was. I thought it might be Striper. Yeah, I didn't. He know. said something about the rock that makes me roll, and on and how can they call him the rock and roll? That's terrible, and on and on and on. But anyways, you know what's funny? Yes. Some of his early albums are rockabilly. Have you listened carefully? I can't believe yes. how he went. I was so surprised because my dad... And my cousin's Jerry Lee Lewis. My dad used to listen to oh, him, and, and I actually liked him. His piano was a honky-tonkin' rockabilly beat to it. And I thought, this guy could really go if he wanted, and something just happened. So, I don't know. <laughs> you know what? His cousin's Jerry Lee Lewis. That's right. That's right. I mean, come on. I know. One of the kings of rock <laughs> but anyway, and roll. we were kind of scandalous, yeah. and I think picking up the scandal again. Yeah. And I'm so glad you're going to get the new cuts for um, oh, we can't wait. the station. Yeah. And um, and I just pray God's blessings over him um, because I know that his word does not return back void. Amen. And I know that. And I know I believe that there's a whole generation now that needs to hear, you know, yes. the kind of rock and roll that was produced in the earlier years where we really did it for ministry reasons That's right absolutely not just for i want to gee let's have a band and let's do this we really did it because and never made one dime and not one dime and um you know never saw anything we did but now we do and 40 years later i think it's time for a new generation mm -hmm. to hear what the what the troublemakers were about <laughs> yes Scandalous troublemakers, you, you know. You bet. Because we were never glitter glam rock, no, you know. No. No, our guys look more caveman when they yeah. when they went on stage, you know what I mean? So uh, yeah. yeah, you can't say you know, our guys were running around their spandex and their glitter in their hair and all that good <laughs> stuff, you know. They they didn't have to do that. We were just raw. Yeah. And we didn't, didn't know what else to do. So thank you so much yes. for your time, okay. Jeff. No, thank you so much, Nancy Joe. We love you and. Uh, God, I love God bless you, you, and we will talk again soon. And that, yes, thank you so very much. Okay. I'm going to turn off the...